This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. Prior to DeFi, you had trouble sort of finding yourself. You were asking yourself, where's me in all this? And when you got into crypto and Web3, you found that me. You found your creative voice, your creative self in the content that you were creating. I'm curious, sort of like, what was that process like for you? Because I feel like a lot of people, they go through their mundane jobs trying to find them in their work and they can't really discover that. And you found this outlet with this level of freedom, right? Where you could explore that. What was that process like? Well, to be honest, my, my life has been a, su- a succession of modest successes that present as failures. So I, I started this journey back in 2002 with no experience in filmmaking, but a lot of kind of creative energy. And, and I managed to parlay that into being good at editing. And so I was, I was able to kind of take my ideas and express them through editing. And it's always been, it's always been kind of in there, but it was never schooled. And so what, what I, what I'm really good at is pastiche. So it's taking something that's already out there and satirizing it and making a pastiche version of it. I'm really good at that. And it's sort of a superpower, but it actually gets in the way because what it doesn't force you to do is come up with your own idiosyncratic way of doing things. And so I think a lot of my work probably up to like 2012 was that it was just really capable pastiches of things that looked credible and was credible. Wasn't that original. And then in 2012, I met my kind of partner in crime, Simon one, who was the other half of supermassive because supermassive is actually two of us. Mm. And he unleashed the beast of me. And suddenly I was able to kind of just really go after creative stuff. We launched on YouTube and went massively viral and never did anything with it. And it was one of the greatest regrets of my life that we just weren't able to take that viral success and run with it because I had two kids and I decided to prioritize my family and Simon went off and became an actor and did really well at that. But we really nailed it. Like we really properly nailed it in 2012. Imagine that we, if we kept going, who knows, wow. we would have been, we would have been Mr. Beast before Mr. Beast. No, I have no idea. Who knows? <laughs> we, probably would have, we probably would have given up within a year, but that, that was the moment I realized that I knew what I, what I was and what I wanted to be. The hard part is then convincing people who have money to back that because what you end up doing is then shaving off the edges to sanitize it so that they will back you rather than sticking to your guns. And that's just because being a filmmaker is the fastest way to get poor. It really is. It's just, you just renders you broke because everything is just a struggle to make money. So it hasn't, wasn't necessarily a question of me finding me. It was finding the mechanism by which I could continue to be me and, and it not bankrupt me again, solving, solving the money problem. Um, because you know, I promised my wife, I wouldn't just go chasing windmills again and crazy ambitions right. and stuff. Cause I have been trying to get into Hollywood and trying to get a feature film off the ground. And every time it just felt like this impossible journey. And I think what I hadn't realized was that there was a different way. And if I was open to that different way, then it would happen. And that is exactly what did happen. I was open to that different way, but where it came from was I literally was creatively dead. I think, uh, mm. around about 2019, it, it, all the creative energy in me had gone. How and come? So, because I'd just been, been making crap. I hated and being forced to just churn out this crap. I hated. And it, it sounds ridiculous, but I've been doing it for like two and a half years at that point, just making okay. mindless coffee commercials and mindless vacuum cleaner commercials. And like, it's fine. It's good when you've, when you're like a youngster and you're learning the craft and everything else, and it's good discipline, you know, you learn good craft with the agencies, and everything else, but like 
creatively, it's horrific and it just grinds you down. And so I, I was completely dead. And the thing that I did was I just started making the most ridiculous gifts, the most ridiculous gifts I could possibly make for like for anyone. I called them deluxe gifts and they were like 40 seconds long, these gifts. And they had like full storylines. They had exquisite visual effects in them. And they were the gifts that no one else would make. And just absurd things that I'd lifted from different films and put different heads on and stuff. Like they still exist on Telegram. So you can, let me just see if I can find it now. If you look on Telegram, there's a channel called Deluxe Gifts, I think. You yes. just created a bunch of gifts and stitched them together. And they're all in there. Yeah, no, I, and I just made like a shit ton of gifts. And I would do them on the train on the way into work. And they made me happy. It Wait, really is you, that. Can you share your screen? Can I see this? Uh, yeah, I can share my screen. Where do we find this? Uh, bottom at the bottom. So there you go. That's uh deluxe gifts. <laughs> well, and these are so from funny. like, yeah, it's from 2019. Like, wow. Ridiculous. I mean, th th these, these gifts would be like 300 megs, like just entirely stupid. And like tons of visual effects Jeez. and motion graphics and stuff. I, yeah, I just did so much stupid stuff. Um, so yeah, you can still find that. And, um, okay. Yeah. So that's what I did. Okay. So that okay. reignited the creativity of me and, and uh, it's kind of, okay. yeah, it's, it saved me to a degree. Uh, and it set the stage for what I then ended up doing, which is just the same thing, but just amped up and ramped up and, and then more, more regularly, just the insane frequency with which you have to produce when mm. you're doing a YouTube channel, especially one where you're chasing new stories. And like, it's every day you have to come up with a new right. story. You have to come up with a new script. You have to come up with a new piece of content. Here's a new protocol that you have to learn in an hour and then present a video on as if you know exactly what it's talking about. And like some of the stuff in DeFi, it's pretty, it's pretty high level stuff. So what's up guys. Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.